0: Okay. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back. Um, we're in the the wrap up and the roundup of another another week spent together. Uh, difficult times for Klal Yisrael, but uh, the difficult times have brought us only closer together. Um, I've never felt so close to everyone. Baruch uh, But but seriously, though, uh, but uh, you know, we should just get closer and closer. But it's um, difficult times. Difficult times, and everyone is. Um, United right now, um, as we've never seen, and Hashem should accept and and you know okay. be happy, find favor with our actus right now. fact okay. that we're you know all saying Tehillim, all of this machlokes has gone out the window, you know, okay. and unfortunately this is what it had to take for that to happen. But Hashem should be happy, find find. Pleasure and rutzin in all of our Void, our Tehillim, our achdus, and uh, should bring the Yeshua keheref ayin, cessation, no more bad news from this point, only good news, and Amen. and, and um, yeah, let's end off the week as we began with unity, and as Hashem is have a Shabbos, and and the Shabbos should bring in lots of brachos to this coming week. Amen. So we have Parshas Noyach over here, Parshas Noyach, and. Time allowing, let's try to speak out a few different ideas on Leya. I want to start with something that's really one of the one of the major kashas, one of the major issues with the parish that it has to be asked and addressed and answered. And that is, so we know the story that um, Kate's called or says Hashem. It's time to destroy everyone. Rabbi zuchta? Zokstavankol, Zokstavankol, here. Look, yeah, this is the room. This is the reserved. Here, that's right. make yourself a seat. Yes. Okay. Anyway, Kimalaharz, Chamas Mepneym. The the world has gone has gone to pot. The world's got to be destroyed. Okay. The world has gone to such a state of. Disrepair and decay, and corruption. They were corrupt on so many different levels. They're avodazara, immorality, and, and machlokes. They couldn't get along. Chamas. They not just. They didn't have respect for one another. That's what chamas is, right? They didn't have respect for one another. Respect for one another's money, property, ownership, right to exist. There was no no basic. Respect for for um, you know talk about humanitarian rights. There's no humanitarian rights. No respect for human anything. All matters humanitarian and human. So Hashem says we gotta destroy the world. It's terrible. This place places is is uh, doesn't deserve to exist anymore. And Hashem destroys it. Hashem brings the mabel. Everything is destroyed, up, down, left, and right. Three tefachim into the ground. Topsoil is destroyed. The whole thing is destroyed, and. Hashem starts the bria over with 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 the uh, everything that was preserved in the Teva. That's there to the so- source material, the Shai Roshim, for the for the bria for the next bria. For the next bria there's really a new bria now. So what happens? The Naya comes out. Nayak comes out and he brings Karbanas to the Reba, And let's read some pesukim together. After Hashem has decided that we have to destroy the whole world, Naya comes out and brings Karbanas And the pasuk tells us. Pasuk tells us like this. Um, this is uh, in. Bring your chumash this week. No. That's what's throwing throwing me off here. No. Can't find the place because you don't have your chumash there. Anyway, all right. all right. Don't feel guilty. I still have the warm. Ah, uh, okay. Still working on. Uh, <laughs> it's too late. We already started over. No. Okay. So so um, we want. Um, if you have the big English Hebrew art scroll blue edition, it's page 42. It's Periktes. No, I'm sorry. I gave everyone the wrong page. Page 38. Okay, Perek Tez, Pasach HaFal. So, Menoich brings to Hashem. And the Pasik then tells us, Hashem is and Hashem smelled the pleasant smell of Nayak's carbonis. Vaymer Hashem Ali Hashem said to himself, After Hashem smells these carbonis, Nayak comes and brings all these yummy carbonis, delicious carbonis for Hashem. Hashem says, I like that, how that smells, it's nice. I will no longer ever destroy the world as a result of man's actions. I'm not going to do it again. I did it once, but I'm not going to do it again. I see. Man is just born with the yetsir hara. As Rashi says, minu'rad. As soon as the kid is born, he's born with the yetsir hara. You don't get the yetsir tov until 15. I'm still waiting to see it. You know, <laughs> but uh, yes, Chazal <laughs> say till 13 when you're by mitzvah, right? So you don't. You're born with the yetsir hara. Man, yetsir leva He's born bad. I'm I'm not going to destroy the whole world anymore as I did the first time around. I'm just, I'm not going to do it again. The seasons of the year I'm not going to disrupt anymore. Day and night that that during the Mabel that was shut off, that was that was deactivated. It's not going to happen again. Okay, so the question like this: It's beautiful. Everyone knows these pesukim, and and Hashem says his guarantee that he's not going to destroy the world again is the rainbow. Right? The rainbow, when we see the rainbow, that's Hashem's guarantee that, you know, I'm thinking about destroying the world, but I I made a promise I'm not going to do it. Hashem made a shvua. Hashem makes a shvua. He's never going to destroy the world again. Now, what is this shvua based on? That's what I want to ask. That's what we all have to ask. What was the Rebunisham saying? He said clearly, you know, I did it once, but I'm not going to do it again. Why is he not doing it again? What's that based on? It's based on the fact that Hashem is guaranteeing us that the world's never going to get as corrupt as it was the first time around. No, that's not what Hashem says. It's quite clear that if the world's able to get that corrupt, for the first time around, it can still get at least as corrupt, if not more corrupt. Right? Yeah. Hashem doesn't say I'm not going to destroy the whole world again, because this is—they're never going to get into it. So we have the hero, mankind has the hero. Hashem didn't take anyone's the hero away. Hashem didn't take away free choice and free will. If they got to the the, 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 the very very dregs of of uh, of. of, of um, you know, basic functioning, one time, the first time around, it can definitely happen again. And Hashem even says, adem, ram, urav. So People are bad. People are bad. People do bad things. People have an inclination to do bad things. People have a Yetzirah immediately, and they get into trouble, they get into to, 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 to bad states and bad places. So what exactly changed? What changed? Meaning, Hashem makes a promise. I'm not going to destroy the world. I'm not going to do it again. It's not predicated on some kind of guarantee that man's never going to deserve to be destroyed again. And in fact, Fakir, we know that when when we see the rainbow, we know that's why we don't point the rainbow at the people, because rainbow is really a bad thing, not a good thing, right? There's a bracha you make on a, brain, a rainbow, but you're not supposed to say, "Oh, look at the rainbow. A rainbow. It's very pretty, very pretty." But but um, there is a a dark lining to that beautiful rainbow. The dark lining is Hashem is really saying. Okay, I won't destroy you guys. You know, I, I, I wanted to, and you're really deserving of it right now, but like I made a shavuah, my hands are tied. I tied my own hands. I put myself in a straitjacket. That, that's what a rainbow represents. So we know, A, that, that um, you know, the rainbow's telling us Hashem really wanted to destroy the world again, but he made a shavuah, so he can't. He won't. He's not going to break his oath. And even the Pasek says that Hashem is making the shavuah not because man is never going to... Deserve destruction again. Um, if I cared, man is, is not, is he, man gets out of control. He hates to leave Ram and So what changed between the Bria the first time around and the second time around? If Hashem was able to make the oath the second time around, that I'm not going to destroy the world anymore, why didn't he make it the first time around? Like, he knows what's going to happen. He knows what's coming up. And if he didn't make it the first time around, how come he did make it the second time? How come Hashem lets the world get destroyed once, but not a second time? If Hashem's not get, letting it get destroyed a second time, why do you even let it get destroyed the first time? It's a very it's a solid question, not not such a you know, deep question, not such a complex question, but a very straightforward question. What changed from before the ma'am to after the ma'am? If Hashem was able, let's just ask the best way possible, if Hashem was able to make this oath after the ma'am, I'm not going to do it again, it's not a good thing to destroy the world, so make it before the ma'am, don't destroy the world. Again, it's not as if the world can't get into contro- out of control anymore. So what happened? What changed? The Torah says, what changed? The Torah tells us what changed. And therein lies a, a, a tremendous frontier that's waiting for us to discover. A beautiful insight into the parasha, but really into life. What changed? What prompted this Shavua? It's quite clear what prompted the Shavua, was what? The Karbonis of Noyach. What prompted Hashem's guarantee to the world that I'm not going to destroy you again? The karbanus that Noyach brings. Vayorech Hashem is reach, Hashem smells the pleasant smell of the, the odor, the, the pleasant fragrance of the offerings of Noyach. And Hashem says, that's when Hashem says, I'm not going to do it again. It's clearly being catalyzed by Noyach's carbonus These sacrifices, these offerings that Noyach bring, that's what is the basis for Hashem's Shvor. Let's try to take that a step further and see where that leads us. Hashem, Nayach comes out of the table, he brings karbanis, and Hashem's wow! Well, you brought karbanis, and I'm not going to make the show again, but we have to preserve because again, that seems like so. What one karban, one offering session of one person now that changes the whole world because Nayach brought carbonus. Now Hashem is going to make an oath, but beforehand Hashem can't make an oath because of this one yid. Uh, one well, was, was Nayach a yid or was he a ben Nayach? Oh. <laughs> Well, I, he wasn't a Ben Noyach, right? He was a third sad. Noyach was a Noyach, right? <laughs> was right? Well, you, hear, you hear Shiloh? <laughs> Wait, see, he, was he a, he a Ben Noyach? <laughs> he was an <laughs> Av, Av Ben Noyach. Yeah, very good. I think I agree. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, but one one person, one person, I mean the truth is the Ramchal says until the Dor until the Tower of Babel, which is later in the Parsha, everyone had really an aspect of being a Yid. So you can say, uh, yeah, well, So that means the original Bnei were we're, were, were Yudin, we're not Bnei Naich. Okay, well, let's not make this more confusing, right? so let's get back to the Parsha. Um, but again, that's, so it's clear the positive that has something to do with the karbanis and but it's still a little weird. Yes. One a set of Karbanas that one person brings, Na'ashem makes an oath that, that for the rest of eternity, Hashem's not going to break br- destroy the world, because this one person, Nayak brought Karbanas. It's still it was, a little odd. Was the only one. He wasn't the only one. He had kids. He had daughters-in-law. Had he had a wife. people died. That's it. Okay. Okay. But still, but Hashem's gonna make a shvuah for the. You know, now there's there's uh, seven billion people in the world. Hashem makes a that's gonna last for the end of an uh, end of eternity. Till, till the end of this world. Because with this one person brought carbonus, it still seems funny. So this has to be pursued further. Let's take it further. The emesis is like this. There's a parallel going on over here. There were two worlds. There were two Bria's, that's right, there was the Bria before the mabel, yeah. and the Bria after the mabel. there was the universe before the Great Flood, we'll call that 1.0, and there was the universe 2.0 that comes after the Flood. Universe oh, oh. Creation, whatever you want to call it. Oh, planet the planet Earth. The yeah, planet Earth, that's, that's fine. Planet Earth 1.0, planet Earth 2.0. There were there are two, two different worlds, and the first one was completely destroyed. The Second one is recreated and repopulated. Not not just re, repopulated. Re, again, recreated. The teva. We talked about this in previous years. i can not going to talk about that this year. The teva was 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 really the shayrashim, the 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 seeds for a whole another bria was really out of out of existence for a whole year. Good. The, the, after the flood, we have a new bria. We have a, a new a new a new creation. We call it universe, but I mean yes, planet Earth. But that's the universe all bad planet Earth. Um, pictures of the rings of, of of Saturn and the moons of Jupiter and comets, that, that stuff is exciting. Yeah. But that's that's not what the universe is about. The universe is about what's happening down here, right? It's exciting, it's cool, it's neat, though know, the you know the new telescopes, all the, the nebula they can see and things like that. It's it's neat, makes nice uh, background I guess, you know, on your mm-hmm. devices, makes a nice calendar. But this is where the universe is about what's happening on planet Earth. So there were two universes, two Brias, one point and two point and before the Mabel and after the Mabel. And there's a very interesting parallel. If we take notes, each time the world begins with carbonus. Each time the world begins with carbonus, the carbonus that are recorded in the Torah. What's the first carbon that's recorded in in, in, in the Torah? Kain. Kain is the first carbon that's recorded in the Torah. And Noyach's carbon, Yechazal yeah, tells us that other maybe brought carbon. But first, carbon that's in the Torah, that's in Tarshav Ikhsav, is Kain. So the world 1.0 begins with Kain's carbonus. World 2.0 begins with Noyach's carbonus. Every world begins with a carbon. It's founded on a carbon. And Haloy Daberhu, that's not coincidental. And that's actually very instrumental, very, very significant. We know, as the Passoc says, Hashem tilcha ayadi minecha, Hashem shadow. Shadows our right hand, and as this farm tell us, the Nefesh hachaim and others say that Hashem's actions are equal and opposite. Really, reactions to our actions. Hashem conducts himself with us the way we conduct ourselves with Hashem. Always, the way I act towards Hashem, Hashem acts back towards me, and that's why, as we know, it's so important to do mitzvahs with a lot of simcha. simcha. Of course, if I show Hashem I'm happy to be a yir. it's Gishmach to be a yid. I do mitzvahs with simcha. Hashem is happy to have me. As a kid, Gishmak to be here, Hashem says it's to have you as a kid, right? Hashem treats me with happiness and Simcha, if I do Avedas Hashem with Simcha. If we do things with, with a schlep, and we're, we're, we're just, you know, have to be dragged to shul, dragged to the base medrash, dragged to a Chumash and shalanchir here by our nostrils, which are <laughs> wafting the, the smells of the shalent that's what has to drag us here. no no not we came to the chant even though Sholensh is so so amazing that challenge um so, so, there's an equal and an opposite reaction hashem reacts acts to us the way we act to hashem always all the more so when we're in a primordial state of creation when the world is just getting started the matter at its inception always is a critical and delicate time always the way something begins establishes that's the way it's going to be really forever and it's very hard to turn the boat around when it's begun in a certain way. chas and are given a whole week of off uh, from work, a week to celebrate together, a week of Sheva because we have to start off their marriage with Simcha. Shonari Shoyno, the whole first year, he doesn't go out to the army and he's supposed to be home and he's supposed to... because the way something happens in the beginning that is establishes how it's going to be, you know, as we say, shtendik, forever. And, and once it started, if it started the right way, it's very easy to maintain that. If something started the wrong way, then 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 it's very very difficult. It's, it's, you're fighting an uphill battle later on. All the more so again when the world is started, when the world has its kickoff, when the world gets started, we mankind has the ability not just to say, okay, my action will prompt and create Hashem's equal, and opposite reaction. It's establishing, wiring that into the brio. How man? Acts towards God, and therefore, what the bottom line of Hashem's reaction and interaction with man is going to be in the Bria. So far, so good. Everybody following that? The world begins with Karbanus. Twice. World 1.0 and 2.0 begin with Karbanus. Carbonus is how man reaches out to God. How man relates to God. How man interacts with God, and that establishes how God will now react to and relate to man. Each world began with carbonus but these carbonas were brought in two very different ways two very different types of carbonas are there in kicking off world 1.0 and world 2.0 and therefore the worlds are established in two very 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 different uh, operating schemes the carbonus that kind brings that is man's initializing the bria man initializes the bria with the carbonus that he brings for god and that's done at the behest of kind, kind the first one on the scene, the first one that brings carbonus. He establishes now the bria's interaction and how the bria reaches out to God through his carbonus. How does kind bring carbonus? What do what do kind's karbanas look like? Kind is there before Hevel. What do kind's carbonus look like? The what, "What? Bad food. Bad food. Bad food. What does kind bring? The leftovers. the leftovers, the stuff that he couldn't sell that day. He brought the stuff that wouldn't sell. You know." I know, in Eretz Yisrael, they have, um, you know, the, in the shook in the fruit and vegetable stands, they have the tomatoes and the cucumbers, right? Yeah. And they have the boxes on the floor. The boxes on the floor always are half price Cheap, right? Yeah. The, 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 the bad stuff, the smushy tomatoes, and the, the rotten cucumbers, and the, and the peppers <laughs> that are, you know, bitten up. The ichi the, the stuff, that's on the floor, and that's half price You know, they have Sug Aleph and Sug Bet, right? Yeah. Sug Aleph and Sug They have the, the, you know, the tap tier and the, the, the bottom of the barrel. So, Cain brought the stuff from the floor. That's what he brought. The deposit says he kept the best stuff for himself. Um, and, and, uh, he, kept, he kept the uh, grade A merchandise for himself. The grade B stuff, that's what he brought for uh, for the pri HaShulelem. He picked out the, the, the stuff that wasn't going to sell anyway. The stuff that he wasn't interested in eating. Sug base. What kind of carbon is that? That's a carbon that comes in a very limited fashion. That's a carbon that's done very selectively, selected and selective, and said said differently. That's a carbon that's coming, not the ayin but the ra. It's coming in a way of I don't want to give Hashem in an unlimited fashion. I'm not giving Hashem with openness. I don't want to give Hashem with abba with chesed. I'm giving in a very limited way. In a way that's very much bit symptom, Very, very, very limited. Very limited, like, I'm not going to sell this anyways, let me give this to Hashem. This I'm not going to eat anyway, let me give this to Hashem. Another way of referring to that type of activity, that type of attitude, we call that mitzadin. Din is, is, again, very precise, very exacting, very selective, very choosy. I'm going to choose this, and this, and this, and this. I'm willing to give to Hashem, but everything else I'm keeping for myself. This is Kain's korban to Hashem. And that means man, Kain, on behalf of mankind, is establishing a connection with God, which is a connection of Midas HaDin. A connection of Midas HaDin. He's initializing the Bria, in, in, a, in a form, in a way, a method of Din, of being very selective, very exact, very picky, very choosy. Hashem silcha yadi minech. Hashem says back to Kain, okay, that's what you want, that's what you're going to get. If this is a world, that relates to me in a very picky, choosy, exacting kind of way, this is a world that is stelling itself, avec, that's establishing itself with an interaction of Midas Hadin, and Hashem tzilcha okay, that's what you're going to get back from me. That's what you're going to get back from me. This is a world that has now been cemented on Midas Hadin, and this is a world that, whatever Midas Hadin deems them to be deserving of, they can get the full brunt of Midas Hadin. So Midas Hadin decides that they have to be nuked, we're going to have to destroy this whole world. We're going to have to wipe them off the map. They're going to get that, because it's a world that has now chosen an approach of has HaDin with Reba. Half of the fellow. But that's what happened with world 1.0 in their dealings with Hashem. They have now locked a bria into a Bria that they deal with Hashem in a form of, of of Din, of exactitude, of being choosy and selective and picky. Hashem deals with them back the same exact way. This is a world that can now receive the full brunt of Midas If they deserve destruction, they're going to get destroyed. Because that's what Midas says. No, I mean. Noach comes out of the Teva and brings Karbanas to the Reba. and it, And Pazik tells us, as we read, Vayarach Hashem Ezra'echa and Ichayich Hashem smells. And Noach's Karbanas and says, Ah, you know what? I'm going to make a show I'm never going to do this again. Because of Noach's Karbanis. Clearly, Noach's Karbanis is starring World 2.0 in a way that Abda is World 1.0. Nayak's carbonus are different types of carbonus than kinds. In what way, Nayak's carbonus are the opposite, the exact opposite of kinds of carbonus. In what way? what 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 did Noach bring as his carbonus? Every single thing in the table that was extra. Let's think about it for a moment. Everything that Nayak didn't absolutely need, he brought for Hashem. Rashi tells us. <clears throat> Hashem instructed Nayak to bring a minimum of at least two from every species, right? Two types of every bird, two types of every animal, two types of every lizard, two types of every bug. Why? Because we have to repopulate the world. You have to have Zacher and the Keiva. and the You have to have them all on the table. One one mommy and one tati of every type of species. But, says Hashem, from the behema uh, uh, tohoira, from the kosher animals, I want you to bring seven males and seven females. Hashem didn't tell noach what to do with them. Hashem just said, bring bring 14, you know, bring 14, as opposed to 2. So, Nayak has an extra 12. He has an extra 12 of each of the kosher species. How yeah. What? How? How? Because he, he brought, he brought 7-7, seven, seven, shiva-shiva. Okay, that's So, Neyach, so I'm, I'm speaking out with Neyach. So, Noyach sees that he has now 14. Now, Nayak says to himself, so I have 14 cows, 7 mommy cows, 7 tati cows. I have 7 mommy sheep and 7 tati sheep, 7 mommy buffalo and 7 tati buffalo. Now, I only need one of each to repopulate the buffalo species. I only need one male and one female for, to, to bring chickens and pigeons back into the world. I only need one of each. I have 12 extra, 12 extra of each one. Nayak decides to take all the extra ones and bring them all for the rebind Shalom. And again, Hashem didn't tell him to do this. Let's think about it. Rabbi, said, again, bait, half of a fellow. Noyach decides on his own to bring every single extra animal that he has that's kosher as a carbon. Hashem. He could have said a lot of things. He could have said what? He could have said, well, um, let's, uh, you know, if I, have some, if I have 14 chickens as opposed to two, let, you know, maybe I should go into the chicken business. Right? Like a chicken farm. Was it a little, a little bit irresponsible? because if he leave, if not leaves only two tati and mommy of each species and accidentally one will die then that species is yeah that's a good out. question oh so so is asking maybe was he responsible so yeah maybe they're there for insurance So it tells himself that if hashem needs insurance hashem would have given me insurance for all of them hashem would have given me insurance for because hashem needs all these species in the world kosher and non-kosher so next says to himself it's clear that god doesn't need insurance because he didn't give me insurance for the other one, So, why? So, I have all these extra ones. I could use them for myself, but I'm not. I'm going to bring every single animal that I have extra, every single bird that I have extra, I'm going to bring them all as carbonas. That's the very opposite of Kain's carbon, if you think about it. Kain was very selective. Kain was very, very choosy, very picky. He kept everything for himself, and he was, was begrudgingly gave things to Hashem. is mamish v'n'a Anything that I absolutely don't need for the world. I'm giving you to you, Hashem. This is a carbon that's coming with Midas HaChesed, with openness, with Ayn Yafa, with givingness. And this is a carbon, Hashem smells, it says, this is how the world is now beginning itself now. World 2.0 is beginning, is being founded, cemented on a foundation of givingness, of Chesed. This is a world that's spared from Din. There's a world that's not going to get the brutal force, the brunt force of Din anymore, and is above Din because it's a world that the bottom line of this world is Chesed now hashem this is the island Chesed Ibana. the first world was a world that the bottom line of was din because that's what kind did through his carbon this is a world that's being founded on chesed via noyax carbonis beautiful and that's why hashem is able to make this shvuah because this is a world now that that i'm able to make the show that 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 the via kar, nice carbonis i can act upon that and make this promise this is a world that never is going to have to get to the full brutal strength of din because I react back to man as man acted to me. Chesed begets chesed. And this is a world at the bottom line of this world now is chesed, not a, It's a beautiful idea. And continuing that, this is Let's we'll speak about another thing now. Built off of that. Okay, related to it. I, I want to talk about the amount of... So that's a self-contained idea. Okay? I, I want to speak about another thing briefly. I don't know if we've ever discussed this in previous years, but this is the right time to talk about this because it's 8.52. So, I want to talk about the following. Um, the amount of that Neuch brings... How many carbons does it comes out mathematically? How many um, kosher? H- how many of each kosher species did he bring as a carbon? Twelve. 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 12 six and six. So twelve sheep, se- six male, six female. Twelve cows, six and six. Twelve chickens, six and six. Kumta to it comes out that Naik brings twelve from every uh, kosher species. That's interesting. It's very interesting. And it and, and means we have to, like, kind of dwell on this number 12. What's the number 12? It's obviously, that can't be a coincidence that it ended up happening. Hashem gave him 14. So after he takes away the two critical ones that are needed for the continuation of the world, he's left to twelve. so between 12. Must be something very, very fundamental, something significant about the number 12 over here. Now, we know that 12 in Ju- Judaism does pop up in a few places. Where's 12? Sure, 12. What? Uh, like the 12, 12 lechem upon him, right, on the show? 12, 12 tribes, tribes. 12 months, 12 12 months 12. of the year. So 12 tri- twi- tribes, what? Sometimes 13. Sometimes 13. This year we have 13. Um, and there's a question, actually, is the 13th month, is it really 13th month? Or is it a doubling of the 12th month? So no, it's the Shiloh and this we'll talk about it maybe, mm-hmm. one of the Sunday morning breakfast yeah, programs towards the end Uh Make sure you're there in that okay. about, about five months from now, we're going to talk about it. What's the month? Adarishon yeah. Four months from now, uh, when we get to Rish So um, <clears throat> 12 months, 12 showbreads, 12 tribes. That's where you find the number 12. <inaudible> what? <inaudible> yeah, OK, the, the, the mazol is very good. That goes together with the 12 months also. Every month has a different mazal And the stars. is very good. Yes, good. So, um, there's some something about all these 12s, the 12 shvatim, and the 12 months of the year, that clearly has some connection to the 12 Karbanas that Neich brings in the beginning of world 2.0, and is somehow very instrumental in establishing world 2.0. And what is that? What's the significance of the number 12? And why, why taco does that show up in the shvatim? There's 12, why do they have to be 12 shvatim? So Avramitzel and Yaakov, there's only, you know, one son, one son, one son, and Yaakov's only, there's 12. Boom! There's 12. Before the, the Yaakov, we were okay with the, there being only one major representative, one patriarch now, Suddenly, We need 12 divisions. Why do we have 12 Shvatim? Let's ask it that way. Why do they have to be 12 Shvatim? And it, that clearly ties into what 12 months. That's not, And we know, every, that like Yazavari pointed out, every month it has a zodiac sign. Every month also has a Shavit, this pharmacodosian tells us. Every month is assigned a different Shavit. Every Shavit is assigned a different month. Um, what's, what's the significance in, in, in these 12s? And how does that connect to the carbonus of Nayak? So it connects very much the Carbonus of Nayach. We're going to take a little bit of a mystical journey right now and, and explore the mystical properties and mystical significance of the number 12. And um, it has very much to do with what we just explored earlier, that the carbonus of nayak are kicking off the Bria, starting the Bria, and, and founding the Bria on a foundation of, of, of something new, some new interaction from Kleisal to Hashem. <clears throat> some new element is coming into the Brio and it has to show up somehow connected to number 12. So, let's take a step back. Let's talk about 12 months. I, I want to I wanna point out something very fascinating. Our, our, our calendar system has, is, is linked to the celestial bodies, the heavenly bodies, correct? Yes. Our calendar system is based on lots of things. The sun and the moon and the zodiac signs, right? And we use the moon, we use the sun, um, and these establish different aspects of the calendar. Very interesting to note that there's a few numbers that have to do with the calendar that are there naturally and a few that are there artificially. The moon gives us a number in the calendar. What's the number that the moon gives us? 30. 30. A 30-day, 30 a 30-day month. The moon has a 30-day cycle. So that the month comes from the moon, that's a natural result of the month. Once a month, the moon makes a full revolution around the earth, that's a month. And we have Reish Chedish again, every 29 and a half days. So the moon creates the concept of a month. The number 30 is there, is, is in the Bria, it's naturally in the Bria. <clears throat> the sun also yields a number, what's the number that the sun yields? 365, the year. The year comes from the sun. And that's also naturally there in the Brio. The 365-day solar year is a function of debris itself. It's there in the brio It's there in Teba. The 12-month year is not there in Teba. The number 12 doesn't show up in, in Teba anywhere. We made the number 12. Let me speak that out. There's no number 12 naturally in the Brio. If you look at the sun, yeah, the sun gives us a year, but that's, that's in terms of days. That's the, the number 365 is there from the sun. The sun sponsors the number 365. The moon... Doesn't sponsor twelve. The moon doesn't know anything about twelves. The moon only knows that every thirty days it goes around the earth. As far as the moon knows, maybe the year could be fourteen months. The year could be eight months. The year could be eight billion months. The moon doesn't know from months, The moon, I mean, from how many months make a year? The moon just knows every thirty days I go around the earth. The sun, um, uh, uh, um, um, the sun, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, no, I'm looking for what I'm not producing right now. On the other hand, the sun also doesn't know about months. What? No, 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 it's uh, um, a, a transitional word, okay. Anyway, so the sun doesn't know about uh, about months, the sun just knows about years, it knows, the sun knows that every 365 days, I, the, the, the earth, I go around the earth, the earth goes around me, whatever, that 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 happens every 365 days. The sun doesn't know about the number 12, the moon doesn't know about the number 12. It's not in Teva, it's not in nature. Where did this number 12 come from, that there's 12 months in the year? That comes from intercalating, relating the moon to the sun. That's what produces the number 12. When I put the moon together with the sun, when I make the two calendars, so to speak, shtim with one another, I reconcile them with one another, that yields the number 12. I want to figure out how to get the moon to work together with, with, with the sun, that, then, that, that, gives me, that gives me the number 12. And then w- once every few years, once every two or three years, then we have to add on a 13 to make it work, but th- that 13 is part of the 12 system. The number 12 is not there in Tevah. The number twelve is not a function of nature. The number twelve is us harmonizing nature, and we know the Vilna Gaon tells us it's based on a Pasuk and devarim that Hashem it says Hashem distributed the sun and and, and the moon to the Ga'im. The sun is the Western world. That, that that's the Western. That's Edom. That's the Western Empire. The moon is the Yishmaelim, Is the Arabs. The Arabs go with the moon they don't intercalate it. The, the the ramadan is a different time of year every year it always slips a month backwards right and 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 the christians the western world they don't make the Ibr- Ibr- Yard. They, they don't have a system where the moon is always being That's reconciled right, with the sun, the sun. Right, the Shabbos, the sun exactly very good they worship the sun they, they start the the, the the week of the sun and the the emblem of, of the arabs where they put on top of their masks they have a crescent moon they know wow. this they they're aware of this they're fully aware of this in the crusades they had suns they had, the they had suns on their shields Kalal Yusro is able to harmonize both of them together, hence the number 12. The number 12 represents harmonizing the Bria, but it's more than just harmonizing the Briah. The reason why the moon is out of whack with the sun goes all the way back to what? No. Oh, no, all the way back to Sheishas no. Me Why is the moon out of whack with the sun? Because on the fourth day of creation, the moon came with an argument that it, we can't, we can't, uh, <laughs> we can't have two kings wearing the same crown. Hashem said, okay, you're going to have to reduce yourself. That, was the Bria throwing itself into a state of disunion, into a state of a, of, of, of a cacophony, not harmony. That happens already on the fourth day of creation, and we, as we say in Kiddush we await the day that the moon will return to its original state. That's tikkun, making a tikkun to the Bria. Kalal Yisrael, in reconciling the moon with the sun, and the moon cycle is constantly being reconciled and harmonized with the sun, that is what we call the soidha ibur. That's the secret of harmony, the secret of being able to put everything together. And that means that Kali Yisrael is really able to it is on track to harmonizing the the bria and bringing the bria back to a state of perfection that it was supposed to be and that it got thrown off from already on the fourth day of creation claus was on track to do this and this shows up in the number 12. that's what the number 12 represents it's not in bria it's not in teva it's not in nature it's above nature it's and when i try to harmonize nature and put the whole system together noyach brings 12 carbonus because the beginning of this bria, this is a bria that's not going to be destroyed anymore and this is a bria that's able to make a tikkun to reconcile what went wrong in the beginning of creation, to bring everything back into harmony. Noyach and his descendants and Kla Yisrael have this ability to bring everything back into harmony. And this is the number 12, Rabbi Isai. <laughs> Above nature, a number that doesn't appear in nature and a number that represents going back to the fourth day creation and recalibrating, reharmonizing everything. This is the Bria that Naik is responsible for and this is what Klai's was. That's why we have to have 12 Shvatim because Klai's mission and our ability, our, our, our job and what we uh, have the ability to do is to bring everything back into sync. This is what the number 12 always represents. The fact that we're above nature and we're able to therefore look down at nature and harmonize <coughs> nature. We should do a very good job. We should all have achdus and bring everything into harmony. Gans Klai's into harmony and your only good news, Rabbi said, Good Shabbos. Thank you all for joining